This is The Recap, a review of the day's news in the Tri-States area for Thursday, January 11, 2024. With Tri-States Public Radio News, I'm Mike Murray. More snow and weeks of bitter cold are headed this way, just days after the Tri-States were blanketed in inches of dense, wet snow. Tri-States Public Radio's Jane Carlson tells us what to expect. This blast of winter weather blows in tonight and could carry on through Saturday. Brian Pierce is the meteorologist with the National Weather Service. He says this storm will be comparable in strength to the one earlier this week, with six or more inches of snow possible. But with some warmer air coming up this time, there could be variations in precipitation. The last one we had all snow. This time... It looks like it'll be mainly snow, but we could possibly have some freezing rain to go along with it at times, which is just going to make a a bad situation even worse if that would occur. With snow already on the ground, more coming, and the possibility of freezing rain, Pierce says it's important to pay attention to the forecast. He says the National Weather Service will be refining snow totals today as the storm comes into focus. In addition to more winter precipitation, We're in for some much colder weather the next couple of weeks. We're looking at about a 70 to 80 percent probability of temperatures being well below normal, which is a very substantial signal. There is going to be a very large dump of Arctic air coming down. Temps will plummet as the next big storm comes through, with highs in the teens and lows below zero by Saturday. And Pierce says it's expected to stay colder than normal through at least January 24th. I'm Jane Carlson. Blood donations are desperately needed in the region. Impact Life estimates at least 500 donations were lost due to this week's snowstorm. There is currently a a one-and-a-half-day supply of type O positive red blood cells and a one-day supply of O negative. That's as more snow and frigid temperatures are in the forecast for this weekend. Impact Life is asking all eligible donors who can safely travel to schedule an appointment to give blood. They can do so by visiting bloodcenter.org. Free tax help will once again be available in the Tri-States through the United Way of the Great River Region. Tri-States Public Radio's Rich Egger reports. This is the 10th year for the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. Sue Prochaska coordinates it. She says the program has grown in popularity through the years. I think it's because it um, allows folks to maximize their refund and also we're not charging for any of the services. Prochaska says they helped around 50 filers in the first year and a bit more than 300 last year. Those who make less than $64,000 are eligible for the program. The process begins with contacting the organization to schedule an appointment for a meeting in Keokuk or Fort Madison. Prochaska says the tax returns are prepared by IRS-certified volunteers and staff members. Rich Egger reporting. The union that represents Planned Parenthood North Central States workers has announced it has reached a tentative deal for a contract. SEIU Healthcare Minnesota and Iowa says it reached the tentative deal after 37 bargaining sessions, including a final session on Monday that lasted 14 hours. The contract includes guaranteed wage increases, more affordable health care options, and a stronger policy relating to harassment, equity, and racial justice. 
Iowa's Chief Justice says the state's judges need a pay raise. In her condition of the judiciary speech yesterday, she warned lawmakers that fewer people are applying when positions are open. Iowa Public Radio's Grant Gerlach reports. Supreme Court Chief Justice Susan Christensen says judges in Iowa have received a pay increase from the legislature just five times in 15 years. The result with inflation is an effective pay cut of 17 percent. That hurts recruiting. Christensen says 20 years ago, an open vacancy on the bench drew 17 applicants on average. Last year, it was around six. This dramatic decrease in applicants is deeply distressing. Being appointed by our governor should be the pinnacle of an attorney's career, not a deep financial sacrifice. To raise judges' salaries, Christensen is asking for a 4.3% budget increase for the judicial branch. Governor Kim Reynolds' budget request calls for an increase of about 2%. I'm Grant Gerlach, IPR News. Nearly 300 migrants are living on CTA buses in an area called the Landing Zone in Chicago's West Loop. The buses are cramped with men, women, and children, but do provide a warm alternative from the winter elements outside. Those staying there are awaiting transfer to one of 27 shelters around the city. In our feature for today, for our Women's Voices series, commentator Beth Howard discovers how a delayed flight can offer a sense of hope. I'm just back from a rare vacation, one that to my great fortune took me to a tropical island, allowing me to start off the new year on a white sugar sand beach, surrounded by turquoise water and five friends, providing me with a much needed dose of fun and a sense of calm. For nine days, I fell asleep to the sound of waves rolling onto the shore and woke to the upbeat reggae rhythms of Banky Banks. I drank coconut rum and watched sailboats and super yachts cruise past. I left my phone in airplane mode, spending my time looking at palm fronds and shooting stars instead of my screen. I channeled my inner dolphin and dipped in and out of the ocean, remembering the quote by Isaac Dennison, who said, The cure for everything is salt water tears, sweat, and the sea. All the stress, worry, and anxiety that had been weighing heavily on me for months dissolved. Dinison was right. I was cured. When my time in Margaritaville came to an end and I landed in Miami to change planes, my hard-won relaxation came to a screeching halt. The airport was a chaotic obstacle course of humanity, wheelie bags, and electric carts. TV monitors throughout the terminal were tuned to CNN, Though the breaking news was not of American politics or Middle East bombings, it was about Mother Nature waging a war of weather. Iowa City got 15 inches of snow. Washington, D.C. was getting pummeled with rain. Flooding ensued along the East Coast. Four deaths had been counted so far after multiple tornadoes tore across the South. Almost a million people were without power. 1,800 flights had been canceled and upwards of 9,000 flights had been delayed. Mine was one of them. Three hours after the scheduled departure time, I finally boarded my connecting flight. We taxied out to the runway, only to learn we were number 45 in line for takeoff. We waited so long for our turn, we had to go back to the gate to refuel. By this time, we were delayed so many hours that the flight crew was on the verge of exceeding the FAA's shift allotment. At this rate, the benefits of my vacation were guaranteed to fade faster than my suntan. Passengers were tired, and as the exhaustion mounted, one would have expected tempers to be running high. But here's the shocking thing. 
No one was complaining. No one was even talking much. The quiet mood on the plane was one of acceptance, patience, and that most elusive behavior these days, politeness. As I sat there, buckled into my hard, narrow seat with limited legroom, I reminded myself of people who were in far less fortunate positions. My snowbound friends in Iowa had lost power. Others around the country had lost their homes. A few had lost their lives. Those of us traveling by plane had merely lost a few hours of sleep. With a little perspective, one can always find the silver lining. I thought of the pioneers who suffered as they crossed the country in covered wagons. They did not have this luxury of jetting across the sky at 600 miles an hour in an aluminum tube. Our delay and cramped seating were merely minor inconveniences on a list of hashtag first world problems. I put in my earbuds and soothed myself with some Banky Banks music, clinging to that island time feeling, and eventually we lifted off the ground. After landing safely, another shocking thing happened. People waited their turn to exit their rows. No one pushed to get ahead of anyone. Some helped others get their bags out of the overhead bins. Some, including me, thanked the crew as they deplaned. All this to say, as we enter an election year that is likely to be more turbulent than our bumpy flight, the experience of this challenging trip home gave me hope that civility and manners still exist. Because for as much as I needed the vacation, it's this kind of hope that I needed most. Commentator Beth Howard is an author and blogger. Her website is theworldneedsmorepie.com. The opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Western Illinois University or Tri-State's Public Radio. Diverse viewpoints are welcomed and encouraged. In the weather for our listening area for today, we have a winter weather advisory in effect. That's from 9 this evening to 6 on Saturday morning. Also, the north and western portions of our listening area are under a winter weather warning for that same period of time. Today, it should be mostly cloudy with a high in the low 30s and west winds at 10 to 15 miles an hour. Could gust as high as 25 miles an hour at times. For tonight, snow possibly mixed with rain and patchy blowing snow is possible. The temperature should rise to the low 30s by 2 in the morning. For specific information about school closings and other cancellations, please visit our website at tspr.org. For TSPR News, I'm Mike Murray. Tri-State's Public Radio is part of the NPR Network.